Welcome to Awaken to Grace. I'm Chad Roberts. I am so glad you're joining me today because we are in Isaiah 6. And this is such a familiar passage to those who read the Bible. But today, I hope that the Lord is going to allow us to see it through fresh eyes. We're going to see how when Isaiah saw the Lord, how maybe, perhaps for the first time, he saw himself. And we're going to see how just as God took the coal of fire from the altar, we're going to see how the Holy Spirit brings fire into our life to cleanse and to purify us. I'm so glad you're listening to this special sermon called Fire and Purity. Welcome to Preaching Christ Church. I'm so glad that you're watching today. Today is a very special day because it is Mother's Day, and we want to wish all of our mothers a very, very special day. Thank you for all that you do for us. All of our moms, grandmothers, mother-in-laws, everyone that uh, you sacrifice so much, and thank you for what you do for us. We wish you uh, a wonderful, wonderful day. Well, I want to invite you to go to Isaiah chapter 6, and today we're going to study, we're going to look at the vision that God gave to Isaiah, and a couple of things I really want to highlight today is not just what Isaiah saw, which was indescribable, but I also want to note when Isaiah had this vision. And I think we'll see some parallels to the day in which you and I are living right now. As many of you know, we are still living in very unprecedented times. And if ever there was a day that you and I need to have our eyes upon the Lord, it is today, this day in what we're living in. With all the uncertainty and uh, all the trouble that is around us, with all the fear that is around us, with all the anxiety that is around us, with all the transition that is around us, how important it is that you and I have a crystal clear vision of the Lord in our life. And see, when Isaiah wrote this, he tells us in verse 1 that it was the year that King Uzziah died. Now, Isaiah, being the prophet that he was, he was close with the king. And this had to have thrown Isaiah for an incredible uh, time of uncertainty, a, a, a time of chaos. And it is no coincidence that when possibly the man that Isaiah had his eyes on, King Uzziah, and the Bible's got a great deal to say about King Uzziah in the book of Chronicles. But when we see what, what Isaiah, what Uzziah meant to Isaiah, it had to be a time of unprecedented loss. And it was no coincidence that Isaiah has his vision of the Lord high and lifted up and enthroned. It was the same year that King Uzziah died. I think what the Lord would say to us today is in all of the uncertainty that you and I live with right now. And how many Americans have their hope? How many Americans have their trust upon security or upon their paycheck or upon their retirement or upon the stock market or upon their pension plans? 
How many Americans have their faith, they have their eyes, they have their hope, they have their trust in the U.S. government or whoever it is that they're employed by or the U.S. economy? And if ever you and I are living in a time of uncertainty, it is right now today. And I think Isaiah was living in a time of uncertainty. I think Isaiah was perplexed on what to do. And we see that the Lord helped him put his eyes on the throne of God. And we're going to see the change. We're going to see the transformation that came into Isaiah when he saw the Lord high and lifted up. You know, I've been thinking this week about this text. And I thought, Lord, I may go my entire life without ever seeing a vision of you or being able to see with my own eyes the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thought about what Jesus told um, Doubting Thomas. You remember, we, we, we've dubbed him Doubting Thomas. You remember what he told his follower Thomas in John 21. He said, Thomas, you believe in me because you have seen me. But more blessed are those who have not seen, and yet they believe. And you know, this week, I really came to terms with saying, Lord, I may never see you with these eyes. I may never see you in a vision. I may never have the experience that, King, or that the prophet Isaiah had after King Uzziah died. I may never be so lucky as to have such an experience But Lord, here is what I do have. I have the precious word of God. And you know what, my friends? That's what God has given us as a surety, as an assurance of who God is and what he says. He's given us the word of God. And you know what Peter said about the word of God in 1 Peter? Peter, who on the Mount of Transfiguration actually heard the physical, the, the physical, audible voice of God the Father. He actually heard the voice of God. And do you know what Peter says about the Word of God? He says, it is a more sure word. Do you treat it like that in your life? When you read the very words off the pages of the Bible, do you read it as a confident assured word of God. And let me just tell you, my friends, this is where I think the Lord would have us. If it was between having a vision of the Lord or knowing his word, friends, I would choose his word because it is a more sure, it's a more confident thing. So this week I've kind of thought, well, how lucky of a thing it is, how blessed of a thing. What, what must it have been like to see the Lord Lifted high and enthroned. See, the Bible gives us that picture in Revelation 5. It gives us the scene of heaven that if you're born again today, if you're watching or listening and you're born again, this is what Scripture says awaits us. One day we are all going to be around the throne of God. No doubt the same throne that Isaiah saw in chapter 6. 
And you and I are going to be around the throne of God. And when Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, that was slain before the foundations of the world were ever laid. The Bible says he'll take the scroll in his hands. And what's that scroll? It's human history. It's human history. And that scroll, Scripture says, is sealed with seven seals. Why? Because in Bible days, it took seven witnesses to seal a thing. And that scroll, the human history that is sealed with seven seals, no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was worthy to take the scroll in their hands and to break the the seals. No one other than Jesus Christ was worthy. And Scripture says that the Lamb of God will take the scroll and he will break its seals. And it means that he is authority. He is the final and all authority over all of human history. And you know what? We will be right there watching it all experiencing it all. And we who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, we will sing, worthy, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Say, Chad, why do you say all that? Because let me tell you what it's done in my heart. I'm not jealous or I don't don't long for or I don't envy anything that Isaiah saw in the past. Because scripture tells me this is what I'm going to see in the future. But what about today? Well, you know, because we have the surety of the word of God, because we have absolute assurance of God's words, and we have the word of God, well, because of this, I believe we can see the Lord high and lifted up. I believe God can take the coal off of the altar, the fire of the Holy Spirit. And just as he purified and just as he cleansed the lips of the prophet Isaiah, God can cleanse and he can purify our lives. That's why I want to call today fire and purity. What happens when we see the Lord high and lifted up in our lives? Well, like Isaiah, we begin to see ourselves. And like Isaiah... The Lord purifies and cleanses us the more we can see the holiness of God. So understand, my friends, I'm not talking about having a weird, somehow supernatural vision experience with God. I'm not talking about something sensational. I mean, for crying out loud, I'm a blind man, right? How am I going to see the Lord? I'm completely blind. I'm not talking about having some kind of sensational experience. No, I'm talking about seeing God where he wants you and I to meet him. And that's in his word. And because of that, the word of God can shape our our perception. Even me being a blind man, (laughs) the things that God is showing me in blindness are far greater, are far more precious, are far more valuable than anything I ever saw with physical eyesight. And I'm telling you that with all transparency in my heart. What God has done in me being blind 
far outweighs, far outmeasures, far is far more valuable than anything I had with eyesight. And so what I'm saying today is the word of God can so shape our perception that you and I in our own lives, we can view the Lord enthroned, high and lifted up, and it will transform our own very daily lives. So let's begin. Isaiah, if you want to note this, I think this is worth noting. Many people call Isaiah the gospel before the gospels. Isn't that interesting? You you think about it, uh, of all Old Testament books, it's the writings of Isaiah that tell us the most about Christ. It's the writings of Isaiah that that really explain the messianic coming of Jesus. It's interesting that the book of Isaiah is quoted over 300 times in the New Testament. That's the kind of importance that New Testament writers saw the book of Isaiah. That's the kind of respect they had for the book of Isaiah. And as the Holy Spirit moved upon the authors to pen the Bible, it was the book of Isaiah that kept coming out of them. It was the book of Isaiah that the Holy Spirit kept referencing as the New Testament was written. It's really interesting that there are 66 books in the Bible. Well, there are 66 chapters in the book of Isaiah. Now, check this out. I just love this because God is such a God of precision, you know? He's such a God of uh, uh, everything lines up, everything makes sense, everything fits. He's a God of precision, Well, just as there are 27 books in the Old Testament, what does the Old Testament speak so much of? Judgment. The first 27 chapters of the book of Isaiah speak of judgment. And what do the last 27 books of the New Testament speak of? Redemption, salvation, hope. And do you know what the last 27 chapters of Isaiah are about? It's about the hope that we have in God. And so for those reasons, often Isaiah, the book is called the gospel before the gospels because there's so much gospel truth packed into those 66 chapters. Well, today we are only going to be in chapter 6. And as we said before, chapter 6 opens with King Uzziah passing away. Well, this must have devastated the the prophet Isaiah. And so it's in the same year of whatever kind of internal, whatever kind of emotional, whatever kind of spiritual effect that that had upon Isaiah. It was in the same year that the Lord gave him the vision of God lifted high and lifted up. Now, what is an interesting study is if you go to John chapter 12 and you read the latter portion of chapter 12, it was actually Jesus Christ that Isaiah saw enthroned and lifted high. Isn't that fascinating? Read it for yourself. John chapter 12, when Isaiah wrote of his experience, and Isaiah saw the glory of God. Remember, the temple was filled with his glory. The whole earth was filled with his glory. It was the glory of Jesus 
that Isaiah truly saw. And the Bible says he was high and lifted up. The Hebrew words for high and lifted up mean an ongoing exaltation. There's no end to it. There's no, there's no end to his throne, no end to his domain, no end to his power. He is forever high and lifted up. And, and, and listen to what, what Scripture says. One day, every knee and every tongue, the Bible says every knee will bow, every tongue will confess Jesus as Lord. Why? Because it's Jesus that is high and lifted up. He is enthroned. The Bible says God has given him a name above all names that at the name of Jesus, every man must be saved. You cannot be saved any other way. And so here's the thing. One day, every knee will bow. One day, every tongue will confess. But like Isaiah... You and I can do it now in this life. You will either do it now, willingly, submissively, recognizing Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, as sovereign, as supreme. Or you will do it one day when he will turn, he will turn you away and he'll say, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness, you workers of iniquity, you People of sin, and he'll say, I never knew you, but yet you'll still bow your knee and you will still confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Friends, I'm telling you, I want to do it in this life. I want to do it with my heart. I want to do it out of gratefulness. I want to do it out of thanksgiving. I want to recognize Jesus as sovereign over me. Because let me tell you, he's sovereign over everything and over everyone. And I want to do it willingly. I want to do it joyfully. Because you know what will happen for those who do it willingly and joyfully today? Here's what the Bible says, Jude 1, 24. It says one day that Jesus will present us before his Father with great glory and with great joy. Friends, so many things are going to happen around the throne of God. And let me tell you, on that day, when I am around the very throne of God, of God. I want to be welcomed as a friend. I want to be welcomed as a servant. I want the Lord to say, well done, good and faithful servant. I do not want to be an enemy. What about with you? Will you be an enemy holding on to your sin? Loving your sin? Embracing your sin over the love of of Jesus Christ? Will you be one that you hold so tight to sin that you cannot accept the Lord? We have one opportunity. The Bible says, Hebrews 9, 27, Scripture says, For it is appointed unto man to die once, and after this the judgment. See, one day you and I will be before the throne of God, and what will we see? What will we do? What will you do when you one day stand before the throne 
of God. It was Jesus that Isaiah saw, according to John chapter 12. He saw the glory of God. He saw, the Bible says that the train of his robe filled the temple. You know what the expression is here? Well, in ancient times, the longer that the train of a king was, the more power and authority and dominion he had. You know, we kind of do something similar in our culture. I've asked many doctors this. I read one time in a Reader's Digest, this is kind of off in the weeds a little bit, but just, in, just for your useless knowledge. I read one time in a Reader's Digest that the longer the white coat of a physician, the more experience they have. So I always laughed and said, if I have a surgery, I'm going to make sure that coat is as far down as it can get, right? And I've asked several in the medical field, is that true? The longer the coat, the more experience, the more training they have. And many, many uh, physicians have told me, yes, that's true. That's true. But in ancient times, the longer the train of the robe, the more power, the more authority, the more dominion the king had. And what does the Bible say? The train of his robe filled the temple. Friends, Jesus Christ has all power, all authority, all dominion. He is supreme and he is sovereign. Are you his? Do you belong to him? Is he your shepherd? Are you his sheep? Or are you embracing sin? And you are the enemy of this king. That's worth examining your heart over. Isaiah sees the Lord high and lifted up. There's no end to his power, no end to his kingdom. It is an ongoing exaltation. And then what does the prophet see next? He sees these angels. Now, the, the scripture calls them seraphims. Mm. Hollywood could not mimic this on any grand level. Isaiah says that the seraphims had six wings, and with two they covered their feet, with two they covered their head, and with two they flew. And the Bible says that these seraphims, day and night, say, Holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. Oh, can you get this scene in your head? See, the reason I love that Isaiah brings this out it gives us the focal point of what this text is about. It's about the holiness of God. Now, now follow me for a moment, okay? Really follow me on this. Isaiah is a prophet. Isaiah has very high standing in the nation of Israel. Isaiah has the right and the authority to pronounce judgment or pronounce blessing on the entire nation. And he's standing in this office of prophet. And, and he's God's man. But watch what happens when he gets around the holiness of God. Do you realize that in the first five chapters of Isaiah, Isaiah 1 through 5, the prophet is saying, Woe is them! 
Woe unto you. Woe is them. But do you know what happens in chapter 6? Do you know what happens when he gets around the throne of God? Do you know what happens when his eyes see Jesus high and lifted up? Do you know what happens when he sees the seraphims flying and they're crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And for the first time in his life, he truly sees the holiness of God. Do you know what happens to him? He says, Woe unto me. Woe unto me. No longer is it woe unto them. Woe unto me. Christians today would do very well to seek the holiness of God. If you enjoyed today's broadcast and would like to hear more great content, you can always download our free mobile app, Awaken to Grace, where you can request prayer, find sermons, articles, blogs, music, podcasts, as well as support us financially. You can also visit either of our websites at www.preachingchristchurch.com or www.awakentograce.com for more information about our church or our resource ministry. Thank you for listening to Awaken to Grace.